Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, have another uh, beautiful day. Yesterday, we had such a great, great discussion about abiding intimacy with God, His purpose for us. Um, and uh, as we've continued to, uh, you know, talk about this, uh, we're trying to help people understand uh, really what our title is, which is "Come and See." Uh, finding truth in a world of chaos and mm-hmm. that, yeah, the world's chaotic. Uh, yep. All kinds of surprises going on, but God has a way as we walk in his kingdom of my kingdom is greater than all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. See, that's what we, we tend to get caught up in. Well, yeah, but the wor- the world's getting worse uh, or these things are happening and aren't I going to have negative consequences from it? And God said, hey, you'll be affected by it, but I can guide you, lead you, and fulfill my mm-hmm. kingdom regardless of that because I am superior to that. My power is superior, which is what you know we're going to learn today. But you you said you, uh, you saw something today about uh, uh, another hack. Remember the oil, oil uh, right. uh, pipeline was hacked. Well, another one happened. What, what happened? Yeah, I didn't even get to read the article yet, but I had a ping on my phone that came up talking about that the meat industry, one of the the beef suppliers had a cyber attack today. Yeah. And so you yeah. know that's going to hit some supply chain issues. Yeah, so one of the one of the largest uh, beef suppliers in the world actually uh got hacked. Mm-hmm. Um and its influence their uh operation, their ability to you know, produce and, and ship. Uh, and so they're, you know, again uh, likely, uh, and again, we're just seeing the beginnings of this. So, right. um, likely they'll be, uh, offered if you pay this much money, we'll release this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, virus on your, on your system so that you can, you can go back to business, you know, and it's, it's a, uh, number, uh, that these guys are very sophisticated by the way. And they kind of know, you know, like with the, with the oil pipeline, uh, they said 5 million and they got it. Right. Uh, well, if right. you pay me five million, because otherwise you're going to be out way longer than that, and it's going to right. cost you way more than five million, um, and they do it at, at such a number that it's, well, the truth of it is that yeah, we we'd be way better off paying the five million right. than trying to fix this, which, which we can't fix. So, in fact, I had heard something um, just this weekend. My husband was telling me that um, they, I, I don't know that they have located who the person is from the the. Um, oil one, but they thought it was a younger person perhaps because the amount was so low that was asked for. They didn't realize how much they could have gotten potentially for that. Um, Yet at the same time, you think about how savvy, how tech savvy people are these days and, you know, someone, a youth able to come in and, and do that. And then was just, you know, showed everyone, well, you ask a low enough number, not low to us, but low to what the value is. And we're just going to pay that anyway. And so now I think we're going to, like you said, I think we're going to continue to see um, a perpetuation of this 
of cyber attacks. I think this is where we're, we have fed the beast. People are going to recognize this can be done. And, you know, if I ask the right number, I will get paid off and, and it's easy to come right back in and do it again. And I think right. we'll see it hit lots of different areas. I, I, I think I want to invest in cybersecurity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, um, uh, again, the impact of that is um, we can be affected by an event now in the world that translates itself down to us so that mm -hmm. if this continues to uh, be problematic for the meat industry, well, the outcome of that is going to be higher prices. Right. Um, for us that, that are that are meat purchasers uh, mm -hmm. and or even even and may, lower supply, maybe maybe not even have supply chain available mm -hmm. uh, that, right. that uh, grocery stores are going to run out of it. And so, you know, we're stuck. Um, and again, uh, as we look at other things that are going on, Kathy, with uh, this is just ind ind indicative of it is inflation is starting mm -hmm. to to take place uh, right. so that it's a cycle because of the government spending that's mm -hmm. been going on now for many, many years, particularly when the markets were doing quite well mm -hmm. uh, from 2016 to 2020, um, the government should not have been spending more money. Um, right. They should have they moved more toward a balance and they didn't. Uh, and again, it goes back to well, I thought I thought one party was economically more solid than the other, and and what I'm trying to tell everybody is, <laughs> it don't matter. Um, mm -hmm. The system is broken uh, because remember what's behind it is principalities and powers. So that if mm -hmm. we put our faith in government, if we put our faith in a party, if we put our right. faith in a leader, uh, a leader, mm -hmm. uh, it's not it's not going to be where we're exempt. From the consequences of it well because of what the government's been doing and particularly what happened with covid where they did these stimulus programs uh, uh, remember we don't have the government doesn't have money sitting in a bank account mm -hmm. uh, they're always in deficit right so that means we have to borrow money from other places in the world including citizens uh, they do it through the treasury uh, and people fund it but you're borrowing that money and you have to pay interest mm -hmm. on that money. Well, they've been, they've been doing that now for so many years that we're under what's called an inflationary pressure, mm -hmm. uh, that the cost of things to keep up have to be increased so that profitability of businesses and operations you know, stay, so that labor costs are going up, supply costs are going up, uh, I don't know if you've noticed this. I've noticed it specifically, uh, even this weekend, where we went to a restaurant, and oh, I just, yeah. I just happened to notice that. Well, that's that's funny. Um, as little as a month ago, I was in here, and today I've noticed the price has gone up twenty percent on every everything they offered. Yep, that's uh, about standard around here right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. Uh, well, that means I've got to pay more. Mm -hmm. uh, I have less discretionary income because I'm paying more for that meal. Mm -hmm. um, and as a result of that, now I can't go buy maybe something else. So it starts to impact uh, everything to where uh, the prices keep going up and up and up and up and up. Um, and the outcome of that can be really disastrous. Yeah. Um, uh, and we, we have a great example uh, called Venezuela. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, they they would have literally they had as much as 
inflation go up by a million percent. Mm. I mean, it's, it becomes everything you have becomes worthless. Right. Yeah. They were actually distributing pay twice a day. Right. Right. Because right. the it, you was worth more or worth more in the morning than yeah. it was in the evening, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, and so everything you had, if you had a bank account with lots of quote uh, money in it from Argentine uh, uh, currency, uh, it became basically worthless mm-hmm. because of inflation. Uh, right. And so we're experiencing that right now. And you, and you just talked about the pipeline uh, or excuse me, the uh, meat packer that, that right. got whacked uh, is, well, that's another thing that's going to contribute to inflation because prices, right. prices are going to go up. So the impact of all that is, are we exempt from that? No. No. Um, We're living in the middle of it. You live, you live in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And in the kingdom of, of the enemy, kill, steal, and destroy, uh, it's to cause chaos. It's to cause mm-hmm. difficulty. It's to cause dislocation. But see, God's kingdom is, doesn't surprise me, God speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ask me to come in and clean it up because that's what we tend to do. Well, God, that, just yes, that's our natural go-to. Just stop it all. Just fix it. Just, yep. just stop all this inflation stuff. Just stop all these ability to hack. Um, you know, these big companies, this government, the grid. You know, hey, just stop all that. And God said, "Well, uh, no, um, uh, I don't exempt uh, the world. I will one day, by the way, because He said I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back, right? Um, and I'm gonna give you a thousand-year reign in that difficult world without Satan there, by the way, which would be pretty mm-hmm. cool." And you get to reign with me. Uh, we'll talk about that as we get into the end times discussion. But um, uh, it's I, I don't. It doesn't all get resolved until I create a right. new heaven and a new earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been that way ever since Adam and Eve. So again, the chaos is there, and I and and what I observe is it's getting stronger and worse and and more chaotic mm-hmm. uh, because of what's going on with the enemy uh, here. So our view of it isn't. We'll fix it all, and uh, I should ignore it all. And what difference does it make? Well, God can guide us, lead us right. into His beautiful life, despite that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, by the way, the way it works, as we as we've talked about uh, last yesterday uh, about uh, promises and God's desire to fulfill things, is He does it by speaking. Mm-hmm. And says, "I promise you this. I will do this. My uh, word to you. Uh, it's called Rama. Mm-hmm. Um, logos is all true, and then he speaks Logos, what's in the written word as well as personally. This is what I will do for you. Uh, when now, mm-hmm. uh, my promise to you. Okay, now." We got to understand what that looks like uh, because um, he said this process of me delivering promises is based upon uh, this uh, interesting relationship with me called faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is uh, God speaking, do you believe it? Right. Do you believe me? Um, and there's two things that we've always talked about here in terms of abiding. Uh, abiding isn't doing a Bible study. Uh, it's in the word, but it's receiving what God is speaking to us. Um, and how that works is as he says, as I'm speaking to you, I'm always going to ask you two questions. One, do you believe it? Mm -hmm. Do you have enough faith 
confidence, which we'll see what that looks like. And you trust and believe that what I've said, I will deliver. Right. Do you believe that? And then two is, as you walked in that faith, did you experience the reality of that? Did you experience Mm -hmm. it? I'm not saying this as a hypothetical. I'm not saying this, God speaking, as uh, just to give you a a fake hope. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it might get better, but eh, maybe not. Uh, see, then you're back to mediocrity. Right. Well, am I lucky enough for this to actually happen? Is God really going to fulfill it? And remember, this is born out of this interesting life that we've been living as most believers is I prayed for things to change. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened. Um, how come? Where's God? Uh, does it matter? Does my prayers matter? I guess I've been told that God answers yes, no, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess most of my prayers go no. Mm. Um, and I don't know what to do. And what you do, again, you drift into mediocrity, drift into right. resignation. And basically... <laughs> And into wimpy prayers. Into wimpy prayers. (laughs) um, And, you know, why bother, basically? Mm -hmm. Doesn't everything that happens happen? Uh, Isn't that God's will? And he said, no, my my life for you is my kingdom life to be lived by faith based on what I'm saying, where I'm going to say, do you believe it? Are Mm -hmm. you experiencing it? Um, And when you do, you start to realize that that my life is going to be what I call covenant life. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so. I can resolve things. I can make things happen. Um, uh, and it's not, and, and by the way, it doesn't go down to, well, God, if you could just give me wealth, everything will be fine. Right. And he says, no, um, I'm going to walk you into the all the fullness of life that was called the abundant life. Mm-hmm. I've come to give you life and give it to you super abundantly. And that abundance is going to include financial freedom. I'll give you that. But um, it's not about wealth. It's about all the aspects of life coming together where you enjoy the beautiful mm-hmm. life that I have planned for you, uh, of where I, where I have you. Um, and by the way, is, me, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, just for listeners' sake, I would love for you to, because you've shared this a couple times before, and um, and I think a lot of people know exactly what you're talking about, but there are those that are, are I think, churning on. What is the difference between giving wealth and giving financial freedom. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's uh, important to pay attention to. Uh, we in America, particularly business people, um, we think wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, if I just had more, more money, more income, more investment capability, Translation is more than my neighbor had to. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> or then, at least then, equal to. And <laughs> everything everything would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've experienced this uh, with people around me and the world even around me, even, even non-believers that are wealthy, um, when, I, when I start to talk to them, their life is miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have all this wealth. But they have with it a lot of a lot of what I call difficulty, mm-hmm. um, which they don't look at it in terms of well I'm I'm poor and I struggle that way, but I struggle in different ways because I'm not I'm not enjoying life. And God mm-hmm. says, well I want you to enjoy life. And He says one thing He promises to all of us believers. And by the way, this could be 
the wealthiest person here in the uh, US or, or China or Europe to the poorest person in Africa. Mm-hmm. He says, my promise is the same. I will deliver to you financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and financial freedom is um, I need more of whatever system I'm in, whether it's uh, agricultural and I need my cows to produce. I need my food to be uh, growing. Um, I need to be able to barter trade things. Or it's in, you know, we in America business people, well, we need income. Mm-hmm. So it's providing a job for me to have income that's greater than my expenses. Uh, mm-hmm. wherever God has placed me, and then he'll lead me into living that out with, by the way, truth that is, is associated with it. So a couple important yeah. truths <laughs> is, well, one, are you tithing? Mm-hmm. He says, that's an indicator that you trust me. Right. And I'm going to ask you to, to believe me uh, by giving away 10% uh, or more of, of what mm-hmm. I give you, if you do that, I promise you, you'll continue to live in financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one. Two is, as I do provide for you, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some things to you. Uh, one of which is in, <laughs> this is in Proverbs 6, uh, verse 6. Uh, do you know who the wisest animal on earth is, Kathy? The ant. The ant. <laughs> uh, he says the wisest animal on earth is the ant. Why? Because when... They have provision, they store it, mm-hmm. and they save up for the mm-hmm. winter that's going to come, for the, for the difficulty that's going to come, and they've got plenty of stuff stored up. Mm-hmm. He said, the wise um, are going to save. Uh, you're going to put money away. You're going to sock money away so that when that air conditioner breaks down, when, mm-hmm. you're, when your car has a problem, you've got the wherewithal already there. That right. oh okay it doesn't bother me um, I've got I've got provision to pay for that uh, so when things are bountiful I save up um, mm-hmm. if I go through a dry period uh, financially it doesn't matter because it's still there mm-hmm. uh, knowing that God's going to provide for me and fill it up again so there are there are some truths to that so it's not a matter of well, he guarantees me uh, financial freedom and I don't have to do anything about it. He says, no, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some instruction. I'm going to give you wisdom. Right. And by the way. And sometimes that's even correcting. Um, in fact, often it's correcting spending patterns. And there may be things that he instructs you personally to do that are going to feel like restrictions. But the reality is that in coming under the restriction that he is giving you, he is setting you free financially. Yeah, yeah. And when we, <laughs> Linda, you know, was a guest uh, on us and um, she can tell the story uh, in a funny way as well. But when we first learned this, uh, we had just gotten out of school, uh, graduate school uh, mm-hmm. in 1971 and started my first job. Back then, Kathy, uh, the credit card company sent you credit cards in the mail. Right. They did that when I was in college, Okay, All by right. the way. Yes. Um, I think, I hope that has stopped now. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. You, you're supposed to apply for them now, but uh, <laughs> they just sent them to you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so um, I got these credit cards and it was, hey, this is great. Um, look at this. I can go charge stuff, you know. And so we would go out, you know, for meals and travel and clothes mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff, you know. And I built up a fairly significant credit card debt pretty quick. Uh, and I'm making decent money because I'm an MBA and I'm, I'm in the business world and I'm making pretty good money uh, for that time. Um, 
today it would be called <laughs> in the equal dollars would be called poverty, but uh, <laughs> back, back then it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. So we're we're in trouble uh, financially because I <laughs> I forgot one thing. The credit card companies want you to make payments. <laughs> Details. <laughs> you know, and the interest rates at 18%, even back then. Right, you know, So you right. get, you're paying 18% um, and you got to start Crazy. paying this stuff back. Um, and it's like, uh-oh, uh, that's putting pressure on us financially. Because mm-hmm. uh, we had, a, we had a, a house, which <laughs> I bought on MasterCard. In, Cal- mm-hmm. in, Cal- in, Ca- in California, uh, and think <laughs> of crazy. think of a beautiful home. Brand, it was a brand new home in California, uh, Southern California, and I it cost twenty five thousand dollars. I mean, today Boy, that if you held on to that. <laughs> today that same house would be worth like eight or nine hundred thousand uh, dollars. That's but crazy. We bought it, you know, and we and we had a car. We had two mm-hmm. cars. And we have food, we have a baby, and we mm-hmm. get all that expense, you know. So we're we're feeling a lot of pressure. Um, right. Uh, Linda and I come to know Christ, and as we, as Linda shared, um, and within about four or five months, uh, God, I'm 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 learning to abide in the Word, and He says, um, in order for you to have financial freedom, and I started mm-hmm. to pursue that. Um, which meant I'm going to give you the ability to enjoy your finances where you are today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I'll provide your income uh, and, and I'll help you with expenses. And, and I, and this is what, you know, prompted my, my thought about this, which, which you stated. Um, and so I start hearing these messages on tithing. Mm-hmm. Well, do you trust me? And if you do, he says, I promise to fill up your barns, you know, Malachi, Malachi mm-hmm. 3, 10 and 12. Uh, well, I heard it. It was like, yeah, but, <laughs> and, and I went this process of, if you, if you take care of me, mm-hmm. I'll, then. I'll tithe, then I'll tithe. <laughs> yeah. He says, no, uh, you got to tithe now. Do you mm-hmm. trust me? And mm-hmm. I'm arguing with him all week, but every single day, and I'm, I'm driving back and forth to work and I hear these messages on the radio cause I'm listening to Christian radio Tithing, 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 tithing. Um, yeah, but you know, I, it's still, it's still, I'm still fighting it. Mm-hmm. Sunday night, we we go to church, and the pastor, you know, and it, and it wasn't a series. He just said, "Yeah, tonight I feel led to talk about tithing." Oh my! <laughs> so he he uh, gives a message on tithing, and he summarizes everything that I've been learning all week, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and so Linda and I were driving home. And I said, you know, Linda, I, I think God's asking us to tithe and mm-hmm. to trust him with yes. faith. Do we believe what he's saying? You know? And Linda said, I, I think you're right. I said, okay, I tell you what, um, why don't we commit to tithe? And mm-hmm. she says, well, how much? I said, well, if I'm going in, I'm going all in. <laughs> I'm uh, going to do it right. <laughs> and I'm going to tithe 10% of my gross mm-hmm. income. Mm-hmm. You know, not even worried about what ta- not net any. I'm, I'm going to get blessed. I'm going to be right. blessed on a gross basis. So I'm <laughs> we're going to we're going to tie our gross income. He said, she said, can we afford it? I said, mm-hmm. no, we can't afford it, but we can't afford not to because God's instructing right. us. Do we believe it? She said, OK, I'm in. Let's go. So we we get we get home. We get on literally get on our knees. We commit. Father, we agree and commit. We will tie from this point forward. And mm-hmm. we're going to do it the rest of our life, by the way. 
we will never stop doing this. We're going to do it the rest of our life, which we've done the rest of our life. Right. Well, Friday, I had just started working um, for this Fortune 500 company. Uh, and Friday, I hadn't, I hadn't actually, because I hadn't got my paycheck yet. Right. So nothing has happened, but I committed to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and God knew, knew our heart. Friday, I get called in by my boss. And he says, I don't know why we're doing this, but we're going to give you a 12% raise. Awesome. And it was like, <laughs> hey, cool. I get two extra percent. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how fantastic is that? Uh, right. And so God said, do you see what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying to you? Yes. Okay. Now you got to work on the other side of this. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to increase your income, but uh, you got to, you got to go and, and take care of your expenses. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a period of time where you're going to have to go through it to get to financial freedom. If you do, yeah. you'll get there. Okay, what, is, what does that look like? You can't go out to dinner anymore. You can't go to movies. You can't go traveling. You can't buy clothes. You can't buy anything on credit. Uh, you you got to take your income mm-hmm. and pay everything off. And he led you to that. You didn't decide to do that on your yeah, own. I, he I spoke that to believe you. me. I I'm wasn't. Just, I wasn't thinking yeah, that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, hey, just give <laughs> that me that wasn't your choice. Just give me the income. You know, hey, just give me right. the income. He said, no, you got to be responsible, um, mm-hmm. and you got to reduce your expenses. And okay, right. So Linda and I did. Um, we said, okay, we're going to not buy anything on credit. We're actually we went and cut our credit cards up, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to pay it everything off. And every excess money we got, uh, we're tithing first, and then we're going to pay all this debt off. Uh, right. So over the course of twelve months, uh, we didn't go out to any any dinners, any movies, didn't travel, didn't buy anything, and we could say, well, that was kind of painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and yes, there was a little bit of pain to it, uh, but we still had fellowship uh, with each other and with our friends. And they would invite us over. And then we had some cool stuff happen. Uh, we had this daughter, uh, Christina, um, and um, in California, it still gets kind of cold in the winter. So we needed to buy a winter coat for her. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I said, oh, maybe we should get another credit card, honey, and buy it. And Linda says, hey, wait a second. <laughs> you, you said, no, uh, we're not going to do this. We're going to trust God. Okay. So we said, Father, um, we need a coat for our daughter. Mm-hmm. Well, Literally within four days, we open up the front door and there's a box of clothes for kit for a little, little girl. I love that. And in that box was a coat. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we hadn't told anybody. Right. So we, we hadn't said we need a coat. Mm-hmm. We just, we just asked God to provide it because you right. said you're going to provide it. And he sent somebody and says, you go take your extra clothes to the mm-hmm. Case family. And yeah. you and don't just don't even tell them who it is. We didn't we never knew who it was. They yeah. did, they just dropped it on our thing. And because God said, I'm gonna take care of it that way. Right. And we got we got clothes for our daughter. Um, and it was like, ooh, how cool is that? So over the p- course of one year, my salary increased by 30%. I was in a stock purchase program in my company and it skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we paid off all of our debt mm-hmm. except our mortgage. And within one year, we were financially free. 
Mm. We could now enjoy life. We could go back to spending, but cash, not credit. Right. Uh, as you so and are Keeping led. in the principles keep, that he keep, was teaching you how to steward his money. Keep in the, including, by the way, uh, as you now have your debt paid off, take that some of that money, mm -hmm. uh, tithe to me, and then actually what, what, what I call tithe to yourself. Save mm -hmm. equal amount of money, and then you spend the rest of it later. So mm -hmm. I started building a savings program. Right. Uh, a building savings so that when a year from now you have that air conditioner go out or that car problem, you've got money to take care of it. Right. And now you're free financially. And it's really simple. Mm -hmm. uh, it was based upon this. I wasn't worried any longer about a uh, financial situation mm -hmm. because it was starting to become stable. Right. And I had plenty of income. Uh, I had savings. And when things became where I, you know, the problem of the air conditioner, the car, the this, the that, well, we can take care of that. And mm -hmm. I and I didn't go to bed worried anymore. Right. Uh, and that's what financial and that's also, what financial freedom looks like. And in the midst of that, you saw how he can provide supernaturally too. Yes. When you're walking with him, you know, and, and you're being surrendered and you're doing what he's asking you to do, he can provide above and beyond. And so whether he had taken you to 30% more salary and all of these other things, or whether you had stayed at the salary you were at, you now had built in faith when I'm walking and stewarding the money as he calls me to, he is faithful to provide and that there's financial freedom in listening to him and then watching him provide as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, and we never again thought about, um, wealth per se that well that's that's what's going to give us uh you know god's promise it's rather uh whether we're making a lot or a little and i've gone through mm -hmm. you know life in both those situations including right. including uh you know one experience where i, I caused my own which we we'll get into when the, we talk about adversity but i caused my own adversity mm -hmm. uh, because i did some things that weren't in unity with linda and we went bankrupt yeah. uh, uh, and even when we went bankrupt uh, God said, well, do you trust me to give you back financial freedom? Yes. Right. Are you going to still tithe? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to learn that lesson. And, and even that, as you said, uh, becomes a joy uh, because, mm -hmm. well, God says, here's what I'm going to do. And do you trust me? Um, right. And it's hearing God's voice and hearing his promises so that um, as we talk about uh, faith, uh, it's, it's based upon something that's very specific that most people don't understand it because we say have faith mm -hmm. and people say, well, I, I believe in God. Yeah, right. I believe, I believe in God. Um, and, uh, if I could just believe more, uh, then I, I guess things could be better, but I, I believe in God. And he says, well, mm -hmm. faith is a little bit bigger than that, different than that, because, it starts with that you you basically recognize that I you know God speaking that I am God, right? Now, now what kind of life does that look like? Okay, well let's look at this. So, uh, if we go to our uh, we're going to talk about faith here, um, and we and we we just described it really in the stories here, but let's talk about what faith is. And he <laughs> in scripture he said this is what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's beautiful. So if you if you read uh, Hebrews 11, uh, 1 through 3, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, he defines it for us. Right. 
Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their, their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Yeah. Okay, well, there's a <laughs> pretty cool verse. Um, mm -hmm. Let's start with three, uh, verse three. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, by faith, um, the world was created by God's word, mm -hmm. God speaking it into existence. So he said, that's the essence of faith. Mm -hmm. uh, by what? By what I speak, because that's how everything was created, including right. man, man and woman, earth, the universe, all these physical things were created by God speaking it, uh, and it's called uh, ex nihilo, out of nothing. Mm. So it wasn't that God took stuff and reformed it up uh, or moved it naturally into a certain, you know, uh, well, I created the, the, st or the stuff was there and I made it into an earth. I made it, you know, uh, this is what evolutionists believe, by the way, is we crawled out of the sea. Mm -hmm. uh, that, well, man came out of the stuff of earth. And he said, no, no, I created you by speaking you into existence. Right. And, he, and he says it right there yeah. in verse three. And that actually, you know, you said earlier, you were talking about the difference between logos and rhema. Yeah. That word there is rhema. Yes. That, you know, that is the spoken word of God. Yeah, what I so speak. Personal uh, spoken word. Yeah, what, what I speak. Um, and so, and he says that the material, physical, Mm -hmm. was created by the spiritual. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Well, uh, what he speaks is superior to the material, to the physical, because it was created by him speaking it. Mm -hmm. So the power of that is greater by him speaking it than by him naturally doing something with it. So everything that we, we live with, our circumstances, the physical things of life, the issues of life, those are all subordinated to the mm -hmm. spiritual, him speaking to it. Right. Um, and he just says it. He says, what I spoke is what creates the physical so that your circumstances, which are subordinate to me and my power, mm -hmm. can always be resolved. And that's why he says different places, uh, Luke, Jeremiah, uh, nothing is too difficult for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, now think about that simple statement. Why not? Why are things not too difficult for God? Because he's spiritual. And what you've just said, that spiritual trumps anything in the natural. Yeah, so the, the spiritual trumps the natural so that it doesn't matter. And that's what we're trying to say about this whole world of chaos is mm -hmm. it doesn't surprise God and it doesn't limit God right. um, because everything is subordinated uh, to the spiritual, the spiritual word trumps that. Okay, mm -hmm. now uh, he says faith is uh, the substance of things hoped for, the, mm -hmm. the conviction of things not seen. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, uh, first of all, he said it's real. There's substance to it. There's something about it that is more than just hypothetical. Okay. And then, and then next he says uh, the word conviction there uh, in the Greek is certainty. Mm -hmm. It's the certainty, the absolute certainty, I know that I know that I know, of things not seen. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Okay, now um, let's go. Let's go deeper with that. Uh, certainty of things not seen. When we tend to observe things, the only thing we tend to be certain of is what we do see. Right. Um, what I experience. Well, I'm certain of that. Yeah, that I got in the car today and I I, I drove to the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm certain of that car and I'm certain of that stuff that I experienced. He says, well, faith is believing certainty of what isn't seen. Okay, now right. let's talk about that, which he actually gives us the answer. Um, he says, the one thing you can be certain of is what I speak, mm-hmm. what I say. It's not, it's not seen. It's what I say ahead of what is experienced. Okay. You can be certain of it's not seen, it's it's received, it's heard, it's spoken. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, he said it. I created everything by what I speak. So what I'm talking about, he says, is what I speak. Right. Okay, so think of it this way. Um if I uh if I said to you, Hey Kathy, I'm gonna be in uh uh your uh uh town next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm visiting, uh, my friend Dave Dunkel up there in, uh, New Hampshire. And, um, uh, I'd like to meet you for dinner. So would you and Dan come to the, uh, Outback Steakhouse, mm-hmm. uh, in your neighborhood there, uh, at six o'clock on Sunday night? Right. What would you do? We would show up at six o'clock on Sunday night. Okay. You said you were going to be there. Okay. Now, now, first of all, why would you believe me? Hmm. Well, because we know based on your character, if you say something, you do it. <laughs> yeah. See, I've already demonstrated that um, I'm trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I, I believe that. Um, why would you show up on, on Sunday night at six o'clock? To be with you. It'd be based on what? I said it. Based on, yeah, based on the fact that you said it. I yeah. said it. See, I spoke it. Now, now uh, on Friday, has it happened yet? No, no, but you've you've put you've put your your uh, action in motion. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dan, instead of us instead of me fixing dinner on Saturday Sunday night, we're going to the restaurant. You've already yeah. you've already started. Our plans are based on the expectations because you by faith mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet, but by faith you're going to show up. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so you're going to act that way, and you're gonna you're gonna go. Now here's here's also what you don't do. Are you going to call me every 30 minutes between now and Sunday and say, are you coming? 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 Are you going to do that? No. How come? Because see, you're certain mm-hmm. it's going to happen. So you're not, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Right. You're not doing that. Okay, here's another thing you're not going to do. You, you and Dan aren't going to talk yourself out of it. Right. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's not going to come. What if he gets stuck in traffic or he gets, you know, never makes the airplane? Um, you know, even though he said he's going to be there, maybe he's not going to be there. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. sure he's going to be there. You know what? I'm not going to go because uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Right. And you talk yourself out of it. Uh, you wouldn't talk yourself out of it because I said I'm going to be there. You believe that. Right. You're certain of that, and you everything you did was in anticipation of that being true. Right. Why? Faith. Mm-hmm. Based upon what? 
what, what I, you know, what I yeah, said, what you've spoken, what yeah. I said. And see, that's what God says is faith. He says it's going to be based upon what I speak. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, um, let's take that really simple. If that's true, mm-hmm. what must happen? We've got to be listening. Ah, <laughs> I got to be able to hear yeah. what he says. Right. Which we know by his word that he is speaking all the time. It's yeah. whether we're actually listening and seeking. Yeah. If that's a requirement, that faith is the certainty of what he speaks, mm-hmm. then I have to have the ability to hear that. Right. He can't be telling me, well, that's faith, but I'm never going to tell you. Right. I hope you guess right. Uh, I mm-hmm. hope you. I hope you just believe at the very pure level that I'll do whatever I'm going to do and good luck. He says, mm-hmm. no, it's based upon what I speak, and you got to be able right. to hear it. Okay, then in verse 2, uh, he said the, the elders uh, were commended by that. Okay, this is mm-hmm. talking about, which we've actually talked about yesterday, Joshua and Caleb. Oh, fun. Um, and um, what did Joshua and Caleb, what was the difference between Joshua and Caleb and the other 10 and then the other 2 million people? What was the difference? They believed the promise. God told him he was going to deliver. They went, they saw the circumstances. The circumstances did not look like anything to earthly eyes should be delivered. Yet they believed the promise in spite of that and said, if you say so, God, I believe it. We'll go. Yeah. And so you can read this story. This is in Numbers 13 and 14, uh, that they tend to send the 10 spies. Uh, they go in and they see, oh, there's a big, big uh, army there. And, and these mm-hmm. guys have never been defeated. Uh, they're very powerful. By the way, there is, they brought back these uh, huge uh, things of grape grapes that came back, mm-hmm. uh, clusters. And yeah, the, the houses are there. Everything that God said is there. The wells, the houses, it the really livestock. It really is as good as he says it and is. It's, and it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, however, uh, these giants are there. Uh, this giant uh, nation is there. And they, they've never been defeated. And, and they're way bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the 10 said, we're not going to make it. Um, And because we're not going to make it, we're not willing to go. Mm -hmm. Joshua and Caleb said, everything you just said is accurate, but God, Mm -hmm. but God, what God, God spoke. He said, he's going to deliver us and give us the promised land. And we believe that. Yes, the circumstances look the same as you described it. Mm-hmm. But God said, and we believe it. And it says mm-hmm. in Hebrews 11, uh, 2, and they were commended for their faith. Mm-hmm. And they got to go to the promised land. Right. Uh, because they believed it. And uh, and by the way, it's it says uh, in the Greek there that uh, they gave a good report. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, if you go back to Numbers 13 and 14, the spies uh, said we're not willing to go, and it says they gave a bad report, mm-hmm. um, and that's why they couldn't go. Okay, now, let's look at the difference. Same circumstances, and Joshua and mm-hmm. Caleb didn't deny that those circumstances are all accurate. What's the difference between a good report and a bad report? The but God that you just said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, see, they it's believed my, his promise. Yeah. And remember, they all heard God speak it. 
mm-hmm. but they weren't they weren't willing to believe it. Right. Um, so they gave a bad report. Yeah, yeah, I know what you said, but I don't believe it, and we're not willing to go. And God said, "Well, that's a bad report. Why? Well, you're not responding to what right. I say, which is my promise." Mm-hmm. And and Joshua and Caleb, it says, gave a good report. What? Well, they believed what I said. Right. Um, and regardless of the circumstances, they said, because God said it, mm-hmm. and now we have the faith, the certainty that what he said was, was absolutely going to happen. Why? Because the world was created by him speaking it, and we mm-hmm. understand that. Nothing is too difficult for God. The power of God surpasses the material. That enemy isn't no match for God. Mm-hmm. And we believe it. So they went to faith. And so he defines it as certainty of what I speak. Uh, my, my speaking is superior to anything you got and nothing is too difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And are you willing to go to the good report? Or are you going to live in the bad report? Right. And that'll determine the outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, and we'll talk about, you know, the aspect of faith that uh, it's, it's, and we'll see that it's not even me doing it. I just got to be willing to. Right. Uh, and, and you see how beautiful it is. Any, any other thoughts there about uh, this aspect of um, certainty and, you know, the good report and the bad report? And you got, you have any other thoughts about that? Mm. Uh, no, I just, uh, something I was struck when you were talking, you know, everybody by now has heard you say enough uh, your yeah, buts. Yeah. So when God tells you something, you're yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Um, and today what you said, whether you recognize it or not was, but God, but yeah. God, but God. Right. And when we can turn our yeah, buts to, but gods, mm. that's where the power of faith lies. Wow. You know, that's really uh, insightful. That's uh, that's exactly how we tend to live. Are we saying yeah, yeah but, or, but God. Yeah. Um, and, are you willing to, you know, hear what he has to say? So as you're, uh, you know, thinking about this aspect of faith, it probably elicits lots of questions. So mm-hmm. um, I've thrown up on the screen there that if you're uh, listening to YouTube, uh, send us your comments about any questions you have about this aspect of faith um, and is what is being uh, spoken here. So, uh, or if you want to email us questions at questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com, mm-hmm. uh, we'd love to receive that uh, and process this, this whole aspect of abiding, what we've talked about before in terms of hearing his word, uh, journaling. Um, and now as we're starting to move into this aspect of faith, uh, that is such a critical piece of the abiding part is that he's leading us to and this is the beauty of it is well here's what I am going to speak to you mm-hmm. of what I'm going to fulfill for you right. and now I'll, I'll keep asking you God speaking do you believe it and are you experiencing it and it's all mm-hmm. based upon your understanding that uh, the spiritual word trumps your circumstances mm-hmm. nothing is too difficult and are you going to go back to the yeah but my circumstances, or are, are we going to say, and I love what you just spoke to us is, but God, mm-hmm. uh, which direction are we going to go? Yeah. So it's really, it's really amazing. 
Yeah. Great conversation. I know we're going to get into a lot more of this. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes. I, I look forward to even hearing um, as we talk about how he moves us from, from the yeah, but to the, but God, Yeah, because he even does that. <laughs> That's going to be the beauty of it. Um, yeah. And we're going to see the importance of this, uh, that the abiding sea is to always lead us into this intimate relationship with him where faith is required. So if you think about that, um, and this is something I've understood, and then I try to help other people understand, is we tend to put ourselves, can I get into a safe, secure place where I never have any difficulty um, and I can just settle right, uh, and then be at peace? You know, I'd like to be at peace. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. uh, God said, well... <laughs> uh, as we're going to find out next time, uh, actually not. Um, your life isn't going to be safe. Mm -hmm. uh, you're always going to be faced with challenges. And again, the, the simple reason, which we'll talk about you know, tomorrow, is, well, you're in the world. Mm -hmm. And we just, we've talked, we talked a little bit even this morning about yeah. the chaos of you know, the meat, meat thing and the inflation and all this stuff that, eh, you know what, you're still going to be impacted by that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to speak to you about that. And then secondly is um, I, God speaking, am moving you mm -hmm. into greater and greater and greater understanding of who I am, which requires you to believe it. Right. And I, I don't want you just to know about it. I want you to experience it. Yes. Uh, and like you're, you're talking about uh, Dulas and being a daughter mm -hmm. and Dulas is he's saying, well, that's going to require faith. Yeah. Are you going to walk with me, trust what I'm saying, and let me fulfill mm -hmm. you to experience that element of life? And by the way, when you do, um, you're going to have uh, truth, you're going to have freedom, you're going to mm -hmm. have joy, and then I'll lead you into the next thing, which, by the way, will require faith. So right. uh, we, can't right. get, we can't get away from it. It's a beautiful process, yeah. though. Yeah. So we've, uh, we've had a great uh, the morning session as we begin faith, and uh, Kathy, it was really great uh, talking through it with you and uh, we're exci yes, excited yes. to keep moving on with it. Yeah. And if you enjoyed today and found it encouraging, please be a friend and tell a friend, pass on um, our podcast to others and let them join in on the fun. <laughs> Amen. Yep. And uh, we'd love to, we'd love to keep giving this away. So uh, tomorrow we'll talk more about in depth as we walk in this issue of faith. So have a great, great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks you too. Yep. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of come and see your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.